Welcome to Raising Up Cops, a podcast about raising Coptic kids in Western culture. We are back again with me, Madonna, and my co-host, Laura. Laura. Hi, everybody. (laughs) And Laura, you did something kind of cool here, and you gathered advice from people. If they were going to um, give advice to teenagers, what would they say? And so you came up with this great list and other people contributed to it. And so we are just going to spend some time talking about it. But Laura, can you tell me a little bit more about why you wanted to do this? Well, actually, I was really concerned about my Sunday school class. I felt, you know, with the new year, there's so much like optimism and there's also so much anxiety. And I felt like they really needed some comfort and I needed comfort because I was worried about them. I actually had a conversation with a couple of Uh, friends of mine in their early 20s and I was asking them like how do you deal with the fact that like teenagers make mistakes like how Mm. I feel like you know in my 20s I wanted to save all the teenagers from their mistakes I thought I could just like talk them into not making the same mistakes that we we make and then I realized okay maybe that's not working and now I'm sort of looking for a new approach trying to find a way to um, reach the teenagers without you know, like duct taping them for their safety into a bubble, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And you know, what's crazy, Laura, is that the thing about this advice, and I'm looking, I have in front of me, like the list of things that they said. And it's interesting, because there's so much personal perspective in these, uh, like list of advice, like some of these, yes, I would agree with and some I would be like, No, don't do that. (laughs) Don't say that. Yeah, I I feel like it's the same thing. Yeah, I feel like advice is so much uh, about ourselves and our lives and what we've experienced. I was telling Madonna before we started recording, there's the song called Wear Sunscreen, which is actually a graduation speech. And there's a line in it that says advice is a form of nostalgia. So the idea that all advice that you give is based on something that happened to you or that you lived and you felt, I wish I could go back and tell myself this, you know, for a lot of us, that's how advice comes out or or for almost all of us, we're considering our own life experience when we give advice. That's what advice comes from. So I feel like, yeah, for a lot of us, some of these make sense. Some of these don't make sense. But that's because of what we experienced. And, you know, like I'm looking at one right now, um, for example. I mean, there's lots that I agree with, but I obviously it's easier for me to pick out the ones that are stand out to me as like, I wouldn't tell somebody that. And this might surprise you, but the one that says find good friends and hold on. um, I mean, again, speaking completely out of personal experience, right? Like my definition of a good friend has evolved so many times throughout my life that like in the phase of when I was elementary school, it's like the person that like invited you to play on the playground with them or included you in the game or shared their snack. And then as you get older in the teen years, it's the person that covered for you while you like did or said things you weren't supposed to do. And then later on, it was the person that has kids the same age as you. And, you know, they're trying to raise their kids the same way. Like there's just huge differences. And I used to always say, like I had a friend that would always tell me friends come and go. And I would get so flustered by that comment because I was like, I'm not disposable. Like you don't get to just say friends come and go. And then therefore like to our relationship is just whatever. Like it's going to come to a point where I no longer serve you and you're just going to toss me out. But as I got older, they were right. <laughs> they were right. 
Well, I think that's one of the things actually that my sister once told me that I thought so weird. So I have a sister who's not on social media at all. And she was saying one of the best things about not being on Facebook is you don't get to, you don't have to keep your Facebook friends. You, there's a time when that friendship naturally dies off and you don't have to keep up with all of the people that you ever knew. Um, there is on the other hand, this idea that I was telling the Sunday school kids, which is something my mother always says, and that's that God sends good people to good people. So mm. when you are doing your best to live this holy life and to follow God's path, you are sent good friends to support you and to be there for you and to teach you and guide you. So maybe I think, you know, if, if we take God's definition of good in that advice, find good friends as, as in find godly friends and hold on, mm. then I think it sort of um, loses that sting of, yeah, exactly what Madonna is saying. Like the people we thought were good friends were not always good friends, but they proved it in time. They proved that they were not really good friends. So um, yeah, that's great. Another one that I really, um, that Madonna and I disagree about is one that says focus on life right after high school, not too far in the future. And I think that I certainly don't know the original advice giver's intent, but what I took it as in the moment when I was reading it was I, I have a student who's thinking about not going to college. And for me, I'm like, what are you talking about? Not go to college. You have to go to college. You have to have a bachelor's degree. Don't you not, do you not know like the income difference between having a bachelor's and not having a bachelor's? And of course, college is its whole controversial conversation right now, but I was just about to say, I was like, you're about to trigger me on other things. I now. know, I know. <laughs> We're, there's a whole nother topic that we're going to yes, go. It is. Uh, but we're not ready for that yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about right now is the idea that, you know, sometimes kids get so wrapped up in their future future that, you know, they're like, well, I'm going to, you know, when I get married, I'm going to do this. And it's like, you're 16 years old. Like, let's please dial it down a notch. It's not time to be looking for a spouse after high school. You need to think about Let's say your career, like, what are you going to do? What do you need to do in high school to make sure that when you're 18, 19, 20, things are good for you? Like give a gift to your 18, 19, 20 year old self of caring for, let's say your academic growth or, or whatever it happens to be your health, let's say, but don't necessarily be like, you can't predict 50 years in the future. So maybe don't over plan, but I think Madonna read it a little bit differently. And I, I loved her perspective too. I did because my advice recently actually about this has been so different in that there's so many things that I get caught up in and worry myself with. And um, I, I see my kids doing this. I see my friends doing this. And I think about it. And when I really put it in perspective and look at it through the lens of long term, I realize that a lot of the stuff that I'm focusing on that's worrying me or consuming me in this moment actually won't impact me 10 years from now or 20 years from now or whatever my ultimate goal is in life. So my advice would have been different and said, like, you know, why don't you focus on whatever is actually going to matter? Like just at everything that's concerning you right now or everything that's consuming you right now, whether in a good way or a bad way, is this going to have any sort of impact on your life in the future? So I get the point of like living the moment. I don't think that that means that we should just, you know, um, throw away whatever moments we have right now or not be present in them or be intentional with them. But are they consuming you? Are they keeping you from 
living? Are they keeping, are, are you like getting so bogged down by something not going the way you want or it being difficult or whatever that now you've lost perspective? Does this really matter at all? Like, are we really, is it worth your time? Um, yeah, I would argue that no, like decide, is this really going to matter? And then focus on that. Yeah. And the example I was thinking about with Madonna was like, when you get a bad grade in seventh grade and you think that's it, like my life is over, (laughs) you know, if grades are what you care about, or you get, you know, you get into a relationship and this guy or girl dumps you and you're like, what? That's it. No one will ever marry me. I'm 16 years old and single and it's, it's over, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So I feel like, you know, Madonna is saying, zoom out a little bit look at the whole picture it's really gonna be okay (laughs) yes yes so absolutely and then um you know there's quite a few about praying and like about how um god is like you know a constant in your life like god is the only constant in our life everything else changes um i 100 percent agree with that statement but i think as a teenager I had no context for that or really understanding of what that meant. So I think if somebody would have told me that as a teenager, it's not that I don't know that, but I don't know what that means. Like, I don't, um, it's hard to kind of put that into a concept that makes sense in that time period. I don't know, Laura, did you like, would you have understood that? The kids actually liked that one a lot. Um, oh, that's good. At least the, the mature ones in the room really picked up on it. But I think actually, and this is true for all advice, unfortunately, that you only get it when you get it. Like I was thinking actually about um about Tedanim, about like spiritual songs and how many lines are so weird. And then you like get to a certain age and you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> that's what that was about. <laughs> you know, you're like drowning and you're like in the midst of the raging sea. You know, it's not about a storm anymore. No, it's like <laughs> something else. So like the metaphors don't don't necessarily make sense until you hit that stage, you know, like, and I think that's true also for the Egbeya. I remember when I would pray the Egbeya, you know, as a teenager, I'd be like, what is this? Like, why is this so like sad? <laughs> like, yeah. Why is this so heavy? Like, what are all these lines? Like, why am I begging for forgiveness? Like, and then you're like, you know, 39 and you're like, Lord, please help me. (laughs) That's how, you know, like reading the Psalms as an adult, I'm like, oh my goodness, this guy is bipolar. Like some days he's like, you know, woe is me and everyone's out to get me. And why have you forsaken me and all these things? And then the next day he's like, how wonderful are your works? Oh Lord, like how amazing is, and you're just like, why is he so hot and cold and black and white? And then you get to like real life or you get to this age and you're like, some days it really is like that. Some days you're like, wow, everything is so bleak. And then the next day it's like, everything is so magnificent. Wow. You know, it's just like that sometimes, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I like the one that said, read widely, make good art and get off social media. I think like, Oh man, if I could, if I could really like that one, I agree with in every part of it, every part of it. Um, that's so funny because the person that submitted that is a mutual friend of me. Oh, really? <laughs> that's awesome. Now we have to know we who it is. Friends. <laughs> I mean, read widely. Like I wish somebody would have told me 
I mean, everyone always used to say like reading is fundamental and reading is great and reading is whatever. But I think that I didn't invest enough time in finding things I like to read. So I didn't build a good habit of reading. Like when I was younger, I used to read all the time. But then as I got older, I got so consumed with dumb stuff. Like, let's just be real, like dumb stuff that reading no longer interested me. I wish that there was like a... I wish there was a Google for books like we or like I don't know how to explain it, but something where you can put in like somebody could scan my brain, figure out what would interest me and what would keep me reading and then just spit out books, you know, at me. I think that reading is one of those things that nobody can ever take away from you. And if everything else, everything else in the world is gone and you still had books, you would still have so much. You would have adventure and you would have knowledge and you would have um, like self-care, you know, you would have everything just by being able to read. For sure. For sure. One of the ones that really triggered my, the teenagers reading this was in addition to our heavenly father, no one will truly love you more than your parents. Sometimes when you have strict Egyptian parents, it's hard to think that. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I think that's something for us too, that you know, remembering that as we raise our own kids, if they're in the teen years um, or deal with them, just remind, like it's, despite how much they drive you crazy, do take the time to tell them that you love them and um, give them hugs. Teenagers need so many hugs from their parents and they are not necessarily going to ask for it. So take the initiative and be like, do you need a hug? I'm here. Like, come over. And I will say as someone who is an avid denier of everything my parents did being any good for me, I cannot tell you now at 35, how many times I've said, oh, they were right. (laughs) You know, like I, and, and I remember my mom even joking and like, not joking, but she would tell me that like, just wait one day you're going to say, thanks mom. And you're going to say, I'm so glad mom, just like I did. And then here I am like, yep, (laughs) she's right. Yes, I will. Yes, I did. And it's funny because it even shapes kind of how I um, deal with my children now, because sometimes I want to do what's easier and I want to do whatever's going to be the the quick road. But I think and and I say to myself, it's hard for me to discipline in this way, but I know that one day they're going to say thank you and they're going to say I'm glad and they're going to say Um, I'm so thankful that mom and dad did this, even though it's a lot of pushback right now. So just know your time will come when you're going to be like, this was good. (laughs) I actually have a situation right now where I know a teenager who's a really good kid, but is really driving her parents bonkers, like really, really worrying them unnecessarily, honestly. And so I just, I think about the situation and I just kind of, you know, next to praying, I kind of giggle a little because I'm like, just wait till you have a child and you realize what you have done to your parents Yes. by this thing that you think is so small and so insignificant. I want, I wish I cannot wait to see your face when you have a child and you're like, I cannot believe I did that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth. That's the truth. A lot of these are about being yourself. Um, I thought that was really interesting. There's one that says, don't listen to everyone's opinions of you. If you don't filter, you'll lose yourself or listen to your parents. It's okay to be churchy and not cool. Your older self will thank you. What do you think about those pieces? I mean, those to me, 
and I know that this might be a weird connection, but I think that those go hand in hand with social media, um, like getting off social media, I should say. I really think that social media has been such a big detriment in a lot of ways to kids' self-reliance and trust in God and trust in themselves and trust in their family. Um, and I say that because even as a grown-up through my 30s, I struggle with seeing what's on social media and pitting it against myself and saying like, I'm not enough or I'm not doing enough or um, it's sometimes if I'm being honest, I'm better than I'm, I'm okay because they're not doing great, you know, things like that. So honestly, yes, that is such excellent advice to just everyone. Again, just like in this advice column right here, people are giving advice based off of their own uh, personal experience. And so it may be relevant. It may not be relevant. Only you know yourself. Only you know your family dynamic, your background, where you're going and what your goals are. No one else can determine that stuff for you. So um, putting, you know, doing a picture in picture of yourself and other people doesn't make sense. Yeah, for sure. I think I love what you said about self-reliance too. Like trusting the voice of the Holy Spirit in us is really hard when everyone else is yelling something else and you're yes. listening to them, like you're letting them in. Um, I remember one of the bishops was giving a talk to the the teenagers and said, you know, um, who think about who you would let into your house to talk to you. Like, mm. Those are the people that are speaking to you in podcasts. Those are the people that are speaking to you on social media posts. Like not all information is coming from the, the right source. So make sure that you're considering your sources. Like, do I trust the person telling me this? Should I really be listening? Is their life the picture of my life that I want? Um, like the end result, is that the end result that I really want? Are those really my values? I think yes. it's hard sometimes as a teenager to realize um, and filter through that. Yeah. So yeah, social media is very dangerous that way. And, you know, I just connected this as you were talking, but someone just told me this this week, a priest just said to me because I was sharing some concerns I had about something and his advice was, you need to be wise with who you talk to about this thing that's concerning you, because you don't want to just talk to people that are yes people that will just agree with you and push you forward in something that's not good. And at the same time, you don't want to talk to somebody that's negative, that's going to be divisive, that's going to put a lot of thoughts in your head and cause you to question things that you shouldn't be questioning. So like when it comes to this kind of stuff, keep your circles small and wise, like who's godly? who is a mentor, who has your best interests at heart. And I think that's what goes back to the whole parents thing. Like they may not always make the good decisions for you or like try to push you in things that are right, but you know, they have their best, that you're, they have your best interests at heart. So pick, pick those ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's so beautiful. And I think that, um, well, actually what I want to say is Madonna, you had said earlier that you weren't sure what advice you would give your teen self. So have you thought of yeah. something through our uh, conversation now? What, what's something you would say either to your teen self or to teens these days, whatever. Is <laughs> I think that what I just said is probably the thing that is affecting me the most currently. So I appreciate that. And the thing about friendship, because I definitely, um, so at the beginning, you know, when Laura, she posted this question on uh, Instagram and on uh, Facebook asking, what advice would you give to teens? And I could not think of anything that I would give. And it's not because I've never thought of anything, but at the time I was like, I don't know what advice I would have given that I would have actually listened to as a teen. 
I don't think there's anything that I could have said that would have stopped me from doing or acting or being the way that I was. Um, but looking back now, I think that if somebody would have told me to just choose wisely, whether it's about friends, about your time, about anything, just be more wise, take time to consider, that would have been the advice I would give. Like, I can't tell you what's important, but I can tell you, you need to really spend time considering before you make a decision about what's important. Yeah, I love that. Yes. I think for me, it would be the thing that I said earlier about taking advice from people who are where you actually want to be in life. Mm. So for example, teenagers um, shouldn't be taking dating advice from people that are, um, you know, on social media on their 18th boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, is that the life that you want to live? You want someone new every five minutes or your, here are your parents they've been married this long or your grandparents, they've been married this long. Like who should we be thinking of when we are making decisions in our life? The people who at the end actually don't have the end result we want or the people who do have the end result we want. So I think Mm -hmm. just picking mentors in all areas, whether that's business or education, or I think that's kind of the, the key for teen years is finding mentors that actually are going where you want to go or are where you want to be. Um, Yes. Yes, for sure. That is such great advice. And that's how I um, specifically I approached marriage and and child rearing. And I know that like teens are far from that, but it's true. Like even before I got married, I was really good friends with a woman that I thought was an excellent wife and mother because it helped me set my sights that when I was sitting there and thinking about and choosing and prayerfully considering the person I'm going to spend my life with, I had a frame of reference that made sense to me in mind. It wasn't abstract. I saw it in real time, the good and the bad. And it helped to put, you know, um, helped to filter a lot of things that would have not been good for me because I knew the goal. I had a vision that way. And to bring it full circle, the people that are where you want to be and the people who know how to get to the right end result are not your peers are not your friends, even if they're good friends necessarily. Yes. Because they're still fighting through it with you. Like they're still there. Exactly. And I think that's really the challenge, as you said at the beginning of this conversation for teens, is they rely so much on friendship. And friends that are really quality are are few and far between. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, depending on where you are, where you're going, where you're picking your friends. And it's funny because I'm looking at like (laughs) a lot of these are focused on high school, like keep your sets right after high school, being single in high school is not the end of the world. All of these things like um, it's funny because for some reason, high school feels so important. It feels like it's going to determine everything about you. And it's because what we talked about a little bit ago is that it's what gets you into college, you know, like what sports you play, what service you do, what grades you get, all of that determines where you're going to go to college and therefore ultimately where you're going to be in life. So high school seems like it's the the crux of everything, but it's not <laughs> as much as like it's important, but it's not the most important for sure. Yeah, there will be decisions you make later that will have an even bigger impact. Okay, well, that's it for today. Hope that gave you some food for thought and some things, topics to open with your kids or 
topics to have them explore on their own. Um, but and yeah. I'm curious if anybody has anything to challenge us with anything that we've said, like if you would disagree, I'm curious what you would say instead, if, uh, if what we said didn't really, you know, land properly with you. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you all next time. Raising Up Cops is a production of Coptic Dad and Mom. This podcast is hosted by Laura Michael and Madonna Lawindi. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Coptic Orthodox Church or its hierarchy. These are our personal opinions, collective experiences, and organic discussions on selected topics. If you'd like to reach out with any questions or comments, you can reach us at raisingupcops at gmail.com.